Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, listeners. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Wow, what a difference a week makes, huh, people? <laughs> it hasn't even been a week. I think the last time we put out an episode was what, Thursday, Friday, something like that? It was Thursday morning, early morning, yeah. Yeah. So later on in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a sort of post-mortem about our feelings and where we're at. Uh, Post-election. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there any post any is there any other thing? I don't There's know, nothing else. Not. So, hey, people, first, Misfit Stars is a uh, community-centered endeavor, and we want you to join our community if you haven't already. Uh, it's not just a podcast, people. It's also uh, a, an amazing group of people who oh have gosh. gathered themselves together. They have self-selected themselves into this sort of private Facebook hangout area. And I just made it sound so impossibly not cool, but it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'll, hear, I'll, I'll hear your like Facebook hangout area and I'll raise you an earnest discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Both are going to happen. Yep. Yeah. It's wonderful. If you need more uh, good earnestness in your life, like we had, this, we've had been having this amazing discussion in there this week, started by one of our Misfit stars about the idea of bringing back crying as an active process in your life and like the journey from feeling like you're not, you can't be safe in the relationship you're in to cry in front of that person to getting out of that relationship to finding that ability to feel emotion again within yourself. It's just been the most uplifting, powerful thing. You would never have this conversation on regular Facebook because within like five comments, someone would be like, you're an idiot. Y-O-U-R. You're an idiot, right? <laughs> it is not that way in the Misfit Stars group, people. It's yeah. just kind and wonderful and great. Uh, Come join us in the warm bath of Misfit Stars. <laughs> yeah, right? But like in a good way, not yeah. like in a weird razor blade way. <laughs> so uh, it's, and, and this is also a, a means by which you can help support Shannon and me in the work mm -hmm. that we do. So if you like us, if you like the work that we do, maybe you dislike us, but you love the work. I don't know. Whatever the calculus is for you, if you want a way into helping support that work, uh, you can do so by becoming a supporting member and getting yourself into that Misfit Stars community. You can do that at misfitstars.com. Join. It's a win-win. Yeah. It is so a win-win. Yeah. Seriously, like, you don't understand how great it is to have this amazing community of people. And we have started doing more uh, stuff with this oh amazing gosh. community of people. We yeah. should segue into Shannon's segment. Okay, announcements, announcements, announcements. That's great. Yeah. Good job. Um, didn't you make a joke about my announcements thing the other day? What was the song that you sang? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, shoot. I wish I could remember. Dang. I'm sorry for doing that to I remember you doing it, but I can't remember. You'll think of it. Maybe it was a great joke, listeners. You well. would have loved it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, so the one announcement that we have this week is that this Friday, uh, what is the date on Friday? It's, November it's Friday the 13th. 13th. Of course. Oh, that's right. It's the 13th. Yeah, it's badass. Friday the 13th. Yeah. This Friday the 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. We are doing our inaugural, mm -hmm. inaugural. There's a yeah in there, yeah. Inaugural. Yeah. Uh, Misfit Stars monthly Zoom meetup. Oh my gosh. And I'm so excited. How great, yeah. Um, now that the election is over and also our tour is yeah. over. Uh, this our is, schedule's really freed up. Yeah, and so- uh, We can we, do things we just feel like doing that. Yeah, it's Not really things great. we are scheduled to do. That's right. For the first time in months. It's, it's remarkable. Wonderful. And one of those things that we want to do and that we've been on, it's been on our mind for a while that we wanted to start was a monthly Zoom meetup with our Misfit Stars community. So it's just exclusively people who are members mm -hmm. of Misfit Stars, that group of people that have 
all gone to misfitstars.com slash join and yeah. signed up. Um, it's just those people. And we are, it's going to be, the, the whole point of it is just, is another way to, to foster community within yeah. this community, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so connection, um, you know, we, we asked, uh, all of our misfit stars about like scheduling. And then in the survey that we took for scheduling, I, I asked them, you know, what do you hope to get out of this? And like stuff that was popping up for people was, you know, people connecting, uh, friendship, supportiveness. Let's go to the word cloud. So, <laughs> You're going to look at the word cloud. Oh yeah, Shannon made a word cloud, people. <laughs> I should post this on non-misfit star just so people get a sense of where we're heading with this stuff. It's so great. It is. So here's some of the stuff. Community, conversation, humanity, connection, friends, Love, people, seeing, like-minded, supportive, yeah, sharing, caring, sharing and caring are both in there separately, different uh-huh, colors, of course, camaraderie, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it's these so are great. all words in the word cloud. I mean, I made the word cloud based on literally from just pulled people's responses to the question, "What do you hope to get out of this?" Plugged it into a word cloud generator, and it like tallies up, you know, yeah. Uh, the number of times each word is used and then makes them big or small depending on the ratio. It's really fun. It's, it was, What's great it was quite too, fun. because Shannon didn't edit this at all before pasting it in, you also have words in there like good and no, K-N-O-W. No, no, I did I did actually do some editing, but some of those I just left in there. Okay. Like I did, there well, was some- Well, if you want some no, people, <laughs> K-N-O-W, you know where to get it. Oh, come on. Like get to know each other. That's what that- Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Got anyway- it. But the whole point is that this is what we're going to aim to do there is create all those things um, yeah. because this is what the group wants and it's what we want. And um, so we're going to, the, the, the structure is going to be that it's mostly mostly open conversation, but guided. Moderated, uh, mo- yeah. moderated is a good word. Um, you know, you hear the two of us talk all the dang time. Yeah. This is not for Jamie and me to show up and uh, and entertain you. You no. know, we, It's we, for you to entertain we, us, stars. <laughs> <laughs> dance, monkeys, <That's> dance. <laughs> <laughs> we aim for this to be a time where uh, where we can hear from you and each other. We can hear from each other. Um, just that, that we want to share. We want to you know get to know each other more. Yeah. Um, we have no we have no idea how long this will last. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try out some different times from month to month, different days and times based on the survey results yeah. we got about what was working for people. And you know we, we really want as many people who want to be part of this as as, as possible to be able to come. Yeah. And so we're gonna try Friday at seven first. Yeah. Next month we're going to try a different day and time combo. We have three top ranked yeah. day and time combos. I'm not going to say what they are, but it's going to be different for each of these first three yeah. months. We'll just kind of see, you know, what works for whom. Maybe we'll have, we'll end up doing a rotation. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we'll be there at all three. That's so. right. That's I'm, right. I'm going to have fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to uh, to get to do this with our stars. Yeah. It feels like the right time to be doing it too. And yeah. Hmm. It's going to be a neat time. It is. And you know, the thing that all these people have in common and the thing that you and I nurture with them is, uh, you know, the idea of being open and being vulnerable. Yeah. And it's such a good thing for me just, you know, not even as like a leader of it, but just as a human to get to participate in. Oh my gosh, totally. You You and I did a couple of private concerts this summer for the Misfit Stars community. We did two of them. Yeah. And they were my two favorite concerts this summer. They were awesome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the the concert was great. It was wonderful. I I love playing the show with you and it's great. Was great. Past tense. It's done now. I know. Right? And, uh, you know, so that part was normal but then the after show after music part conversation was just off the charts with these people mm-hmm. you know and it's just going to be that it's going to be that without the dumb music basically <laughs> which is great right let's get right to the good conversation that's right yeah 
That's right. It's going to be a good time. So Friday, if you are a Misfit Star, uh, this Friday, the 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, I have emailed you the Zoom link already via Patreon. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we'll send another reminder. We'll put it in the group too. Uh, yeah. And we've also put it in the Facebook group. Yeah. So uh, you can find it either of those places. We'll post it again. Uh, but just show up and we look forward to seeing y'all there. And if you're listening to this and you are not yet a supporting member of Misfit Stars, but you're like, oh my gosh, I totally want to get on a private Zoom with Shannon and Jamie and their favorite people and uh-huh. just like talk about stuff deeply for an hour and a half. Well, hell yeah. We want to do that with you too. Misfitstars.com slash join. There we'll, you go. We'll see you there. Nice way to circle back to Thank you. the pitch. Right. <laughs> so how are you feeling today, Jamie Hill? I'm feeling good today, Shannon Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy about that. It's been a, an evolving process. You know, I've gotten a couple of good nights sleep over the last two nights. Good. Uh, and I don't think that's the cause of why I'm feeling good. I think it's a symptom of me feeling good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I've been sleeping soundly because I'm not internally disturbed. Mm. Uh, and I haven't slept soundly for a couple of weeks. I've been doing fine. Like, I've been getting enough sleep that I feel fine and okay. Mm-hmm. But you know how sometimes it's like once a week, it's just nice to get that little extra where you just get an hour more than you need. And you just feel, oh, I feel amazing. You know, yeah. I had not been doing that for like 10, 12 days, maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so I always just felt, I woke up feeling like a little, just a little bit, just not a lot, but a little, you know, as a baseline. And then days were, you know, you know, worse or better from there, but you know, often not better just cause you know, anxiety, election stress, the whole thing, you right. know, and even like post election, you know, I wasn't hundred percent settled. Uh, and I'm still not a hundred percent settled, but I feel like I'm over some arbitrary line in my mind right now. Right. And that feels great. That's like good. I just feel kind of more stable. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I feel good. I feel, uh, pretty cheerful. Good. Um, kind of relaxed almost. It's nice. I just have a bunch of music projects ahead of me mm-hmm. and I can just, I can do them now. Like our election volunteering ended. Like right. we did some stuff even after the election. We volunteered on uh, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday That's after right. the election. We didn't know we were going to be doing that until our, no, but, our but, dear but, leader. Because we're yeah. voter protection, we ended up, I mean, there's voter protection work to do after the election, which is until the state mandated deadline, you can help people cure their ballots. If they voted provisionally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's different situations. We were on the provisional ballot team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there can be other situations too, you know, like if someone has submitted, say, a mail-in ballot, but they forgot to have someone sign it or whatever. Like we were dealing with some of that previously as well. This was provisional and we right. were helping people get their ID together and get it to the city or county clerk before 4 p.m. Wisconsin time on Friday. That's right. It was like a madcap chase, but we it managed was. to save a bunch of people's votes. That's right. It was so fun. It was nifty. But I mean, that's done now, mm-hmm. theoretically. Yeah. If there's a recount, we might get called. To do and more we'll volunteer just work. see what happens. But for now... You've got music projects oh, and you can great. actually pivot and do that. Yeah, I've yeah. just been doing music projects. I have mastered two records this week. Awesome. And I love both of them. <laughs> it's great. One of them is an ambient record. And so this is awesome, people. Check this out. Like, usually when you finish a record, you take it in the car. That's the final test. You take it for a drive and see how it sounds in the car. And if it sounds good in the car, you're done, right? But I did this ambient music record. And ambient music is like, it's drifty, to spacey kind of music. And sometimes there's not even any drums or even any sense of rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's just sounds. Right. This one was made largely on a pedal steel guitar with a lot of treatments. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so dreamy. It's so wonderful. Uh, it's like an Ennio Morricone movie, but in space and real <laughs> slow. It's great. And so to test it, I didn't take it in the car because that's not the use case. 
I took it to bed. Because we, we often listen to ambient music at bedtime. Yes. So the test case was like, okay, let's listen to this in bed yeah. as we're going to sleep and see if anything like sticks out. It's funny because like, yes, I did it two nights in a row last night and the night before. Yesterday morning, I woke up with a few notes. Like I actually woke up with a few things. I was like, okay, I remember that this could be a little different and better. You know? That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, addressed those yesterday. Uh evening and like took it to bed again last night and it was great everything i did really like was a really nice going to sleep journey awesome i presume the second half of the record is good because i fell asleep after the first half <laughs> but nothing in the second half woke me up and that's important we we have ambient records that we listen to but sometimes there'll be a, just one moment on the record that will jar you awake yeah it will jar me like a clangorous sound of yeah. some sort you know it's like I, I made sure that while this record does have clangorous sounds i made sure that they were not at a wake you up level because i was making this record really for me you know i make records for the artists i'm working with but also like i've got to love it too that's right you know so I really got to make the ultimate bedtime record for myself with this guy's music. It, it was great. And I think he's really happy with it too. Win-win. Awesome. So anyway, long answer, but I'm, I'm good. How are you feeling? Good. Well, you know, I'm, uh, look, there's two answers to that question. Emotionally, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I, I feel, uh, the, especially starting yesterday, starting Monday, we're recording this on Tuesday. So starting Monday, um, I just felt uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, a feeling of motivation to get started on my next projects that I have to get done. And, yeah. you know, um, just feeling like there was this, this space cleared in my life yeah. to think about and plan for things that were not doing everything that I could possibly do to volunteer for the election outcome we needed. <laughs> Cause yeah. we got that. Yep. <laughs> and so I, like, but, but, but because we got it also, and, and I just felt a lightness around that. Yeah. I just like, you know, emotional, like in my, in my brain, I have space to think about, you know, like I said, these moving to the next projects. Um, I feel motivated and excited to do them. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not this like, you know, worry weighing me down. And it's not to say that I don't have worries. I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, but, but I wasn't like consumed, you know, I, there was just a new, it felt like a turning of a page and it was really nice, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so on that front, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited about what's coming next and, um, I'm just feeling good. Uh, the other side of it is that somehow like two or three nights ago, mm -hmm. I think I injured myself in my sleep. <laughs> Man. Which sounds like a real 46 year old something to say. That um, <laughs> is, that is some middle-aged shit right there. <laughs> And I've been in absolute physical agony Yeah, most of the time since then. My diagnosis is that you pulled a muscle <sighs> and in so doing pinched a nerve. I think that's right? what's happened. I, yeah. she's, a, I, she's a wreck, people. I have, I, I can't, I, whenever I lie down, I, I'm in so much pain. Mm. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't take a deep breath without having shooting pains in this side of my ribs and this mm. one side. Like it's a, it's a mess. And so on that front, like not awesome. I'm not doing awesome. <laughs> I wish there were a better story than yeah. I hurt myself sleeping. Not, not, a, not a great story. <laughs> not a good really. story. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and I'm, I'm doing my best to try to work through it. I'm doing lots of, uh, slow and intentional stretching, mm -hmm. not, not pushing myself, but, you know, yeah. trying to, you know, do some 
realignment of my spine mm-hmm. with rolling on the floor and walking and you've been rubbing my shoulders and my mm-hmm. scapula area. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know, so try, trying to, you know, turn it around, but oh gosh. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, you don't want to hear about my physical pain anymore. So say, yes, this is just turning into like an old person complaint I'm show. I'm so sorry. It's where I am. Maybe today. you should make a little song for old person complaints. So we could put it up at the header. <laughs> <laughs> old person complaints. <laughs> That's kind of a good, sad little song, right? It is. And we'll just talk about our ailments. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. No, that'll be like in 20 years. Yeah, okay. Let's just start Maybe a podcast, not, Geriatric Edition. Not ready for that just yet. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, so, yeah. So that's it. I'm doing, I'm doing mostly overall. Mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. So this last week, what an incredible week. Like, <sighs> I honestly. Just a wild journey. The election yes. was a week ago. It feels like it was a month ago. It really does. It's I, very 2020, very on brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Saturday we woke up to, because mm-hmm. we are nocturnal beings, we woke up to the news that that morning Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had been declared or the the, the presumptive winners of the election based yep. on the 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 votes that had already been counted. and Based on the inescapable and constantly right. improving vote totals. Yeah, and what... We, we knew we knew this was coming, right? Mm-hmm. We, we figured it was coming. At a certain we, point, like somewhere mid-Friday, it was really kind of a pr- feeling like a well, done deal. Even when we recorded the podcast last week on Wednesday night, yeah, for to be released on Thursday, early Thursday morning, we were talking about how we're pretty sure. And you were even like, "Should we be saying that we're pretty sure?" Didn't want to jinx it, yeah, right. <laughs> and I, but I think we even knew then that this yeah. is where it was heading, you know. Uh, but it was really, really great to just see the that news in black and white on Saturday morning, and immediately started seeing, you know, the the spontaneous celebrations that were erupting all over the country, and that was so wonderful. I mean, just yeah. to watch videos of people dancing in the streets and, you know... In other countries, because people, like, the whole world was on edge about this election because yeah. if we had screwed this up, like, it would have been really bad the for the entire world. Were be- yes, yeah. totally, totally. And everyone so knew it. church bells ringing across Paris and yeah. uh, what was happening in Berlin, there was some other, like, spontaneous celebration in Berlin. Was, yeah, I mean, there were there were dozens of cities. It was yeah. wonderful to it see. It was wonderful. Yeah. I read somewhere that night that, uh, that this, in a lot of ways, this sort of spontaneous celebration, the last time that this person who was sort of, like, thinking back, across, you know, into history, mm-hmm. that this kind, this level of, like, worldwide celebration was happening yeah. was when the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. And, sure. and in a lot of ways, this victory feels that kind of monumental. Yeah. You know? Like, like reclaiming, re- reclaiming goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and and I saw somebody else comparing it to the end of World War II um, also just, really? yeah, like the, uh, w- that would be V day. Yep. Right. Uh, and that, that kind of celebration. Yeah. Like in that case, you know, the world came together to beat back fascism, Yeah, you know, and, and here we are again, like it feels on par with that kind of a, a victory, Yeah, you know? And I, I personally felt that kind of celebratory on Saturday. Like I, I, I was able to feel that 
that joy that's and that, great I, 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 we're, this is like the we're gonna break this down because feelings have been, been evolving over the last week around this mm-hmm. right but on Saturday for me I, I really did feel that um, I, like I would find myself just like smiling spontaneously throughout the day you yeah. know, and realizing oh I'm smiling look at that yeah. for no particular reason you know just I felt a lightness I felt I felt uh a ten- uh, this tension in my neck and shoulders kind of melt away a little bit. Not, mm. you know, not like I was completely relaxed, but there was a, a something in that part of my body that mm. I felt was different. And I realized I hadn't felt that release in that part of my body in four years. Yeah, right. Really? Yeah. Um, so for me, that day was really, I just... I was so proud yeah. of all the work that everybody who showed up to volunteer did. I mean, yeah. there were millions of people who showed up all over the country to yes, make phone were. calls, do texts, write postcards and letters and talk to their their friends about voting. I mean, the the turnout is out is outrageous. Yeah. It's the highest percentage turnout uh since like the early 1800s or something like that. Like it was, it's been a long yeah, time. Late 1800s. Late, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It's been a long time. It's well over like over 120 years. Yeah. yeah. And total side note, but it's at what? Around 149, nearly 150 million people, which is not even 50% of our country. We need to get our shit together. Well, you have to consider that there's a lot of children in that population. Too, True. So. Babies can't vote. <laughs> Although honestly, I feel like they do a better job. <laughs> babies are not, babies are not cynical and self-absorbed. That's so true. <laughs> Babies do not have terrible ideas babies, about immigrants. Babies do not um, buy into conspiracy theories. No, they don't. <laughs> babies are by default not fascist. You come out of the womb not fascist. You eventually maybe turn into a fascist. But no one is born like, even little baby Hitler was not a fascist. He had to learn that. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Saturday was a day of, of a real celebration for me. I, I had said on last week's podcast that, uh, even though it seemed like we knew where this was going, I still, I had, a, I had been thinking that when we got the news of the victory that I would feel the kind of relief that would bring tears, Yeah, you know, and I was kind of hoping for that. <laughs> and, but, but, but like it didn't, it didn't come. Putting a good cry on the calendar <laughs> for a couple days from now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know if it would come, but, I, but it hadn't come as of last week when we recorded our last podcast, even though we kind of knew roughly where this election was going. But Saturday evening, when we watched um, uh, uh, Kamala Harris speak and then Joe Biden speak in their sort of like victory speeches, um, that's when the tears of relief came for me. That's right. And, it, and you know, there was... They, they literally did people, by the way. It's not a metaphor. Shannon was sitting beside me on the couch watching the, the speeches on our, I think, just laptop or whatever. Yeah. And, and tearing up. It was very sweet. Yeah. Well, it, for, it wasn't anything in particular. Um, it would, it just, I think it was an overall, a sense of this is it. We actually did it. We actually did the thing that we needed to do. And then there were layers on top of that too. You know, like seeing a woman of color standing up there, to, you know, giving a victory speech about becoming our vice president. Oh my gosh. Like that's, that's am- it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt the emotion of that. Um, hearing Joe Biden say the, say in, in his victory speech, mentioning transgender people. And disabled people. And disabled people. Yeah. These are things that have never, using the words systemic racism, 
Yeah. In his victory speech. These are words that have never been uttered in this context before. No. And, and to hear that, I mean, like, I, you all know, I was rooting for somebody else during the primary, the Democratic primary. Yep. I never would have thought I'd be so excited about Joe Biden winning the presidency. But, oh, my God, mm-hmm. those tears of relief. And to hear those kinds of words coming out of his mouth, it gave me so much hope for the direction that this administration has the capacity to move in. Yep. You know, um, obviously so many uphill battles left (laughs) to fight to, to actually make, you know, good progressive change in this country. However, that moment of possibility being realized was, was really wonderful for me. Yeah. So how about you? What was the, what was your, your feeling, your emotional reaction to stuff? Slower than yours. Yeah. Much, much, much slower. Like I did not have a, I feel like dancing in the streets moment when I learned. Uh, quite the opposite. Like, I, I mean, so there was like the intellectual side of me and there was the like emotional side of me and they were really out of sync. Right. Like intellectually, I immediately was like, this is great. I am so pleased. Yeah. I feel relieved and I feel happy. Like the intellectual side of me yeah. understood all those things to be true. Yep. But what I felt in my body was heaviness and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, and it lasted for a couple of days, mm. like pretty consistently. Like, mm. I was not great on Saturday or Sunday. Like, intellectually, I was great. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right. And in my body, I just did not feel very good. Right. And I was just, I think I was just processing stuff. Yeah. You know? I mean, we talked about it at the time, and, and, and you know, your thought was that, like, maybe this is a PTSD kind of response. I think it's a, I think it's a really valid and probably pretty common trauma response. Like, when, when a person is subjected to abuse, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you get used to that, and you, you come to... A, to not be able to trust good feelings. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think it's completely uh, rational <laughs> to have a response of not trusting the thing that you intellectually know to be true. Yeah. And to not be able to fully experience that emotion. Yeah. Also, I want for all the Republican politicians to cut the shit, acknowledge this transition, yeah. and let's get on with it. You know what I mean? That... I mean, it's just, it feels like I'm in a, like a, a weird monster movie and I keep, there's going to be one more jump scare yeah. and I know it's coming right? and I'm just steeled for it still. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. I hope it's not bad. I hope it's just like pathetic and Peter's out. Like that's a very real possibility that mm. this is just a delay thing because of the president's insatiable ego mm-hmm. and eventually it will just Peter out. And I hope that's the case. You know, there are other, there are other scenarios which are less benign. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best, but as with everything, like if, if this last four years has taught me anything, it's like, you know, it's a trust, but verify kind of thing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, totally. fine, cool. We won, but like, let's just wait until everything feels really official and the other mm-hmm. side has conceded it and the transition's in process and like everything is for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, cause what they're, what they're doing right now is just like, they're trying to do like this really pathetic, like sort of out in the open kind of soft coup. Or like that's what it's sort of presenting as. Yeah. Like that's and like with all these legal challenges and the Republican like leadership not actually declaring their like congratulations to the president elect. And like the like, head of the State Department today saying, Yeah, we're gonna have a smooth transition to a second Trump term. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not good. Are you, it's like, are you announcing a coup, dude? Like for a for an a department official, the head of one of the major departments in our government to say that it was just, that happened today. And that was shocking to me. I mean, if, if a, if a leader from another country 
had said something like that. That's the kind of thing that our Secretary of State would normally be like, oh, hi, that's probably going to be a coup situation. <laughs> like, yeah. This, that's, Massive that's red not, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, before we move on to that that stuff, though, I want to just say one more thing about like the feelings pack part of this whole thing. Yes. I saw, and, and with regard to, you, you know, your intellectual understanding not matching your emotional reaction, you yeah. know, I, I heard somebody, and I, and I wish I could remember who it was because I could credit this person, but I don't remember who it was. Um, but they said something about the fact of um, how the emotional release of, of, you know, of the victory that we were on our way to getting late last week and that we got on Saturday, that, um, that for this person, that, that uh, release had sort of unleashed more feelings in general that they had learned how to keep very close and tamp down for the last four years because Mm. to feel too much Mm -hmm. in a situation where you are being just hit left and right (laughs) with bad stuff. Sure. You know, to feel too much is very vulnerable. And so this person was describing the sort of a floodgate opening. Yeah, right. About feeling in general and, and not necessarily just positive feelings, but also this person specifically was talking about how they felt like they had an increased capacity for anger and huh. rage. Interesting. That they had not been able to like uh, fully experience because of this like self-protective sort of numbing, tamping down of feelings. And and this person's, you know, rage was coming out at, you know, like for instance, the Republican party that, that is not acknowledging this victory right now, sure. you know, and, 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 and that being emblematic of the ways in which they have just, uh, just taking a wrecking ball to our democracy for the last many years. Yeah. You know, just, there's it, it, not a norm that they don't think they have the right to just discard. Right. You know, it's really, really wild. Yeah. Peaceful, so peaceful transitions. Really? Is it, is this the hill that you're finally going to die on people? You know, <laughs> right, right. How wild. Yeah. But anyways, I just, I thought it was interesting because of, of that. Like, you know, there, there, there might be a range of emotions that some of us are experiencing that we haven't really yeah, right. Had an opportunity to. Yeah, because all the shit we pushed down for the last four years, like, it's going to have to come out. Yeah. Or all the stuff that we, like, weren't actively pushing down, but just, like, didn't have the time to process because before we could even process it, the next bad thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then the next and the next. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was that whole, like, drinking from a fire hose thing. Right. Like, the news has been so constantly traumatic for the last four years that, like, I haven't been able to process all of it in real time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's not like this. It's not like I put a pin in it. Like, well, when things are more chill, you know, (laughs) three weeks from now, when things are more chill, I'll process this then because things were never more chill. Things have never kept getting less and less and less chill. So presumably a lot of us now that you mentioned it are going to have these kind of delayed processing Mm -hmm. times. Yep. We're going to have to continue to really give ourselves a lot of grace and stay on top of our sort of emotional inventory, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and acknowledge that things, you know, even even with this win, uh, things are, are going to feel rocky for us. Yeah. And they're going to be rocky for us yeah. in a lot of ways because there are still more fights to fight. You oh, know? for sure. And like, and like Joe and Kamala are not a magic wand. No, no. Any person. They're a tourniquet. Any. Yeah, that's a really great. That's a really great metaphor. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, any person that we would ele- would have elected president this year, there, there is no such thing as a silver bullet president that solves all of our problems. Yeah. You know, I hope that I hope that one of the things that that we all collectively take from this this uh, election and the, these last four years is that if we want to if we want to keep democracy, we have to 
engage in it constantly. And it, that doesn't mean just showing up on election day and voting. No, <laughs> it means, it means being involved, um, in, in the ways that we can all the time, Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's not something that we just show up for every four years. No. Um, and, and being constantly involved is it, like, it's so good. Like I, I, I'm, I'm imagining a hypothetical person being like, well, but like, I just didn't want to get back to regular life. But that's the thing. Like regular life is what got us here. Like just right. tuning out and like doing Netflix all the time or <laughs> like all, whatever it is that you do when you want to quote unquote, have fun. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we do get to have fun. Like it's not like yeah. no fun, not ever. Like your t-shirt that you wear <laughs> says, right. You know? No, I mean like I, I, and I, I, we do need to get back to something that feels more like our normal lives. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying that like we need for that, that new normal to also involve being engaged in our democracy yeah. in ways that- The new, the new normal has to involve activism. Yeah. Yep, I think absolutely. It, it can't be a complacent normal. It needs no. to be an engaged normal. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, the, the, the thing is, the thing is, it's like exercising, right? And here I am, I don't really exercise, <laughs> but I'm going to use this metaphor. I mean, I do- but take, take it from me. <laughs> I do, no, actually, so I can speak from personal experience here. Mm-hmm. Every morning- uh, of the week, I get I I start my day with like some yogic stretching and some light strengthening exercises. It's not very long. It, it wouldn't. It's it's nothing that I would even get anywhere close to calling a workout. <laughs> okay, but it is it is a thing. If I have not uh, done the that for a few days in a row, and I go to do my forward fold. I feel it in my body. It is harder to get down there. It is, sure. and I have I have to catch back up over the period of a few days. Right? Sure, democracy is much the same way. <laughs> like if we can if we can stay involved and engaged on a more consistent basis, the upkeep is just so much easier to do yeah. than if we let things slide in complacency and then have to catch up because we've got a person in the white house who has no business being in the white house, you know, like the, the, the mountain that we create for ourselves to climb then is, is quite large and yeah. we're freaking lucky <laughs> that we were able to, to make it to the top this time. Uh, but that's not always going to be the case. No. We, we have to stay engaged. Like the next person who like, climbs to the top of the hill in America with designs on fascism probably won't be incompetent. That's the one thing that saved our ass this time is that the person and the people who were trying to pull off this dastardly scheme, and it really was kind of like a dastardly scheme, you know what I mean? He's such a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like a good, it wasn't like a good dark thriller kind of villain. It was like right. a Scooby-Doo villain. It's like, <laughs> like baldly incompetent and stupid, yeah. you know, but like the next person won't be right. Like if he had been smart, mm-hmm. like if he had been as smart as say a, a Liz Warren, mm-hmm. but evil, or it'd be game, it'd Mitch be, McConnell, it'd be game or, over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that I, I hope it's a new, a new kind of normal too. Um, you know how last week we were saying, man, uh, looks like we're going to win, but this doesn't feel like the blowout we, we really were hoping it was going to be. I think the word I used was repudiation. We I hope- was hoping for a repudiation. And last week when we last spoke on the podcast, we were like, it doesn't look like we got that repudiation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> several days later, they keep tallying votes, you know, that, that uh, had come in the mail and it'd take a long time to count. Yep. Um, and... I think that we have something that looks a whole lot more like a repudiation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, there still are 70 
plus million people who decided, yeah, I like this Donald Trump guy. He's my guy. I want him. Which, what the fuck? I don't. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I saw four years of this, and I want four more. I don't get that at all, and that's, that's discouraging. Yeah. However, Deeply. the numbers as they keep coming in, Joe Biden's lead is now, as we're talking now, it's over five million. Yep, and and will only grow. And yeah, with the kind of, with the votes where they're coming from, where they're continuing yeah. to count, um, the the percentage win that he's at currently mm-hmm. is the highest percentage for a person challenging an incumbent since FDR. Dang. So, I mean, this is this is not a small victory. No. It's actually a pretty big victory. Yeah. And that's encouraging. Yeah, it you is. You know, I, I still am confounded and sad and angry about those 70 plus million people who <sighs> still voted yep. the way that they did for the incumbent. But I am encouraged and I, and I feel like, you know, we didn't get this feeling of this kind of, you know, big win on election night or the day after, you know, it was not that satisfying punch, yeah. you know, but it looks in hindsight as the, as the votes continue to be counted that, that actually maybe we do get that. Yeah, we do. And it's really interesting, right? Because it was not a repudiation of Trumpism. It was a repudiation of Trump. It was very specific. Right. Right. Because- like they voted the president out but also voted in a whole bunch of other different Republicans. There was no, right. there wasn't like a down ballot wipeout. Right. You know, right. very, very interesting, which also kind of worrying. People yeah. are like, I like the general idea of what's happening here, just not this specific guy. And again, well, that's not good. Right. I mean, I honestly, my, one of my thoughts about Trump as the head of the Republican Party for the last four years is that he was he was just the guy that was willing to say all the quiet parts out loud. Yeah, right. You know, and and the ideals are, you know, there were some of Trump's impulses that went, you know, drastically beyond what I think the Republican Party would have normally tried to float. Yeah, like the Muslim ban, for yeah. instance, like kids in cages and separating their fam- families at the border. You know, like really just awful, awful stuff. Yeah. You know, ending protections for transgender people, fighting for that, you know, for ending protections for transgender people in, in healthcare, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in job settings. Like, like, Deeply popular, generally speaking, within the Republican Party, but just maybe don't do it on TV. Right, don't right. Do it, so, don't do it loud. So Trump, this is the stuff that we don't want to brag about as Republicans. Right. This is just the stuff that we like, but we would prefer not to talk about because we understand intellectually that it's horrible stuff. That it's offensive. Yeah. And morally repugnant. Morally repugnant. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so maybe so, just do that more quietly. I think that, I think maybe that was his cardinal sin is doing it loud. Yeah. That's that's what got him booted by Republic any Republicans who voted against him, you know, were that that yeah. He was saying he was saying the awful quiet parts out loud. And yeah. you know So uh, in that sense, thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> Yeah. Appreciate your service on that one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for but, the assist. But we do still have, you know, the the issue of there being people who think terrible things about immigrants and who think that uh systemic racism is not a thing that yeah. exists and who or, or or that it does exist but it's against whites. <laughs> right. So hard, so hard to be a white person now, it constantly discriminated so against. So hard, tiny violins for you white people. Yeah. Um, but you know that all that said, uh, I, I I do appreciate the fact that it does appear that this was more of a this was not a small this is not a small win it was a big win yeah it was you know yeah and, and, and I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that yeah me too 
Me too. What do you think about all this? Uh, there have been lots of folks in lots of different contexts talk, throwing around words like unity. Now's the time for unity. Now's the time for healing. What do you think about that? I think it, yeah, I do have thoughts, uh, and I'm trying. I'm going to try to say it not snarky because I want what I say to be like taken seriously. <laughs> All I'm thinking is snarky <laughs> shit in my head, but it strikes me as being highly, highly inappropriate, right? Because what it implies is that there were two equally valid worldviews and there was a disagreement, and that disagreement right. has been resolved, and now we need to do the work of patching things up like a formalization after the fact, but that everything's already kind of done. And I just don't agree with that at all. Like, it's like somebody who has been beating their spouse every day for four years, mm -hmm. getting arrested, and then being like, well, I just think we need to put this behind us. Right, right. Like, no, I mean, you know, especially for me, like as a sober alcoholic, like, like if I had just tried to go to the people I had wronged when I was, before I got sober, you know, yeah. like I did so much wreckage. Like I created so much wreckage in my life and harmed so many people, yeah. you know, like just acting out. Like mm -hmm. I stole things from people. I slept with people's partners. I just did all kinds of really bad, harmful things, yeah. you know? And if I had like gotten sober, if I had stopped drinking and then like two days later, one day later, <laughs> gone to one of these people, been like, "Well, hey, I've, I've stopped drinking, so everything's cool, right?" Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's I, not how that works. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry about that thing with your wife. We're moving on, right? <laughs> like that's that's not how that works, right? Right. The way it works is you take time, you do the work on yourself to mm -hmm. change who you are fundamentally on the inside, and then you come to that person with a a sincere apology, the person you've harmed, a, a sincere apology for the specific behavior that mm -hmm. you did. You name it, you own it, you don't make excuses for it. Mm -hmm. And then you also demonstrate that you have changed and that you also possess a clear desire to be a better person going forward, mm -hmm. that you already are and you are committed to doing that going forward. Mm -hmm. And that's called a living amends, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that, yes, there's an amends that you make in the moment where you atone for your, you know, your, your behavior, but then you also have a firm plan already in place to live an amends forward right and like that right there's a whole process there's like a whole complicated process yeah. like and it's not four days after something like well okay that's done so let's heal right that's right. just not how any of that totally. works i i what saw it, this tweet by ezra klein uh he's a he's one of the people who started the vox media network uh, he he's like the problem here isn't donald trump if he were ranting alone this is about like the election results you know yeah not not acknowledging that biden won if he were ranting alone none of this would matter but the problem is the republican party that's indulging him and trying to electorally profit off him no matter the cost of the country and like i read that i'm like yeah really sounds like a party that wants unity <laughs> you know <laughs> like they're they're saying you know they're 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 prodding this like need for unity on one side, but not even conceding the race, you know, and, and it's continuing to, to, it's to, just more gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like all we've gotten from the Republican party in this country for the last four plus years mm -hmm. has just been constant gaslighting Yeah, and, and gaslighting and Darvo, you know, yeah. which is itself a form of gaslighting, it but is. this whole like re reversing, you know, uh, deny, victim. accuse, reverse victim and offender. Yeah. Right. And the reverse victim and offender piece, that's what we're seeing here. Yes. That whole like, well, well, we need healing. Right. Well, 
Fuck off, man. <laughs> create create circumstances for healing then. I, I really, there were two other things that I saw. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm to read some more tweets for you. Great. Uh, one just is very brief one from Dan Rather, who has just been such an incredible, I think, leader in this time over the last number of years, you yep. know, just really. Anyway, his he just said, there is no healing without a reckoning on injustice. Yeah. And that's just a reckoning. A, a, that's the yeah, thing I was describing before. Exactly. You know, you can't have, you can't have healing without reckoning. No. You know? Um, and then there's this other, um, Sherilyn Eiffel. Uh, she's, uh, I believe she's the daughter of Gwen Eiffel. Of course. Because how to- many people are named Eiffel? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But he, she in her own right, she's the president. Gwen Eiffel from NPR, people. Because we're nerds. <laughs> uh, PBS, you mean. Oh, so, so sorry. <laughs> They're the same thing. One nerd correcting another one. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Well, um, come on. What's the difference between PBS and NPR? Really? TV and radio. But yeah. anyway, so uh, Sherilyn, but on her, in her own uh, right, is the president and director counsel of um, the Legal Defense Fund, the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. Yeah. So she's, you know, a badass. Um, but she, her, she had this thread yesterday which really struck me. She's like, with respect... This is not the time for healing. We have not properly diagnosed the sickness or cleaned the wound. We have not begun to investigate why the illness it was why the illness was allowed to fester for so long, or identified those who withheld early treatment. Mm. <laughs> um, she goes on. We have not addressed the fundamental and su- systemic weaknesses that made our democracy so vulnerable. We have not agreed on a course of medicine or the proper dosage or length of treatment. We have not determined whether we have in place the specialists needed to course correct. Should we? find that the treatment requires refinement or deeper study. We haven't ensured that there's a circle of support for our ailing democracy within our institutions. And she ends up with this. We begin healing when we have had the courage first to diagnose and confront the depth of the illness and what we need to make true healing possible. So please, no bromides now because we are not out of danger. Totally. And if you think about that, just in terms of like, you know, a sick patient in a hospital, you don't, the doctor doesn't come in and just say, and now it's time for healing. You have to actually investigate what the heck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> what is right. You can't just put a bandaid over something, you know, that you have no idea what's ravaging the body. You know, there, there's work that needs to be done here, yeah. you know, and there are some people who have been doing this work for a long time to actually learn what the, you know, who, who it is has been, that has been trying to, subvert and tear down our democracy and our institutions. People who have been investigating how injustice has such a foothold in our systems, uh, you know, but we all need to get on board with this work. You know, it's yeah. not a matter of just kumbayaing our way out of it. No, when I hear somebody say it's time for healing, and this is irrespective of their political preference, mm-hmm. what I hear them saying is I'm not interested in the work of accountability. Ah. Uh. Yeah, And that can come from either side. It yeah. can come from someone not wanting to be held accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can also come from someone not wanting to mm-hmm. do the hard work of holding other people accountable, mm-hmm. right? Because the work is hard. Yeah. It's hard and it's painful and it's going to take a long time. Yeah. And all I hear, like if it's a Republican mm. saying that, I hear, uh, I hear, what's the word I'm looking for? Someone who's weak. I hear someone who wants to run away from accountability. Mm. Spinelessness, I uh-huh. suppose would be the word. Yeah, sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So I hear spinelessness if it's a Republican saying it. Mm. And if it's a Democrat, I hear laziness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we're not just gonna, like you said, kumbaya our way out of this. Right. We are not going to do that. Right. You know, and I, and I, and I, 
you know, I've been, I've been seeing like posts on, on Facebook, you know, about people saying, you know, and I think this is a really important and good point, you know, show, show people the grace that you haven't experienced the last four years. You know, th- sure. there's some truth in that, you know, like totally. th- there, there are, I'm not going to go start being an a-hole to people. <laughs> I, I haven't been an a-hole to people who are Trump supporters for the last four years. I'm not going to start that now, you know, um, I'm not, we're, we're not going to, I don't think there's any danger of us like turning into like MAGA hat, but in reverse, Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, that's, not you and me personally, I could see there being a danger in that. Yeah, I guess maybe so. Um, and, and it's not, it's not like if that, we, if we don't improve the conditions for working people in this country, then that impulse can come from anywhere. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but it's not like I'm going to start being rude. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's just I'm, not your personal brand, right? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to scroll Facebook and look for opportunities to, you know, call people names. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to do evil, the, Shannon. The things, I can't even imagine. I'm not going to do the things that, but, but, but also, but also, I'm not going to tamp down any of of my joy over the results of this election because, yeah. frankly, we need to be able to celebrate this. Yes, you know. Um, I, I reject the frame, the frame that my expression of outward joy is meant to rub the faces of people who lost last week. That's not the purpose of it. I'm just freaking excited that we saved democracy. Yeah. You know, like it is not all about, and I feel, I feel like this goes back over and over and over again to this metaphor of an abuser, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like it is not all about the fucking abuser. Sorry, yeah. my language. <laughs> like, you know, like it is not like, you know, my joy is my joy. My joy is not uh, for the purpose of rubbing anything in the face of the people who yeah, no. the, on the other if you're side. T- if you have a problem with someone else being joyful, that's a moment for you to reflect. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and, and, but, but not for in, you to try to put it on them. In an abusive situation, you know, it, every, everything becomes a, in the frame of, well, how does this affect the abuser? Yeah, of course. Right? And I just, I'm, I'm not interested in indulging that frame anymore, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, on that front, like I, yeah, like... We walked outside on Saturday evening with our pots and pans and our neighbors, and we made a bunch of noise and celebration on our street. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't dancing in the streets with you know the crowds of people that were all over because we didn't have that here. But yeah, I, I did. I did my version of that here, and I'm, and I'm not going to tamp that down. You know, yeah. it, it it doesn't have. If someone else has a problem with me being joyful, that is on them. You yeah, know? for sure. Because because my joy isn't about poking people in the eye or you know, or being ugly. It is literally just about a joyful relief yeah. in the result that we got, Yeah, you know? So, so there's that. Yep. Um, but you had something interesting to say about improving the lives of people. Um, and this is, this, the, I'm going to read one more tweet, if that's okay. 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 <laughs> um, sh- this is uh, Elizabeth Spears uh, that I'm quoting here. She's, Oh, excuse me. It's pronounced Spires. Spires. I actually said that in her Twitter bio. S-P-E-I-E-R-S, right? Uh, she's a writer. Uh, yeah. A writer, uh, ex-editor-in-chief of the New York Observer, and mm-hmm. she's a journalism professor at NYU. Anyway, um, she had this delightful thing to say. She's like, we already empathize with Trump supporters on policy. <laughs> yeah. We want them all to have health care, yeah. to make a living wage, to yeah. have a fair and equal justice system. Yeah. We don't have to empathize with them because they voted against those things and lost. Everyone I know who was upset about Trump winning 
was upset. This is four years ago when we were upset and sure. for the last four years, uh, was upset because we knew he'd hurt a lot of people. Yeah. The Trump supporters I know who are upset are mostly upset because he can't hurt the right people anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not the same impulse. You yeah. know, so this idea that like, oh, we have to really consider how how those people are they're feeling the same way that we felt four years ago. No. No, it's different. Yeah. It is not the same. We're, we're operating on two yeah. completely different planes here. Yeah, it is not like they have been trying to make good things happen in the world. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and we're thwarted in that. Uh, so she's, she goes on, she just finishes up saying, uh, so while there's no need to behave like they did, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the angry, uh, maybe give them some time to experience the normalcy of a Biden presidency and think about what they did when they voted for Trump. They yeah. don't get to sweep it under the rug just yet. And here's the thing, all the stuff that we would like to do in our country, in our democracy, in our society would benefit them. And also <laughs> would remove a whole lot of the preconditions for something like Trumpism to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. Like all the stuff that our side wants to do mm-hmm. would improve the lives of every single person. It would not just improve the lives of people who think the same way we do. Mm-hmm. Like the, sh- the stuff that I want to see people do would benefit everybody, including people who hate people who think the way yes. I do. Yes. You know, a higher minimum wage, healthcare for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just simple, basic, make your life better stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I told you that I had, well, that was my last quote, but I actually have one more quote for you. It's just, just like Shannon reads tweets. No, this is FDR. Do, do, do you have a song? This is FDR. <laughs> This is FDR. Um, uh, Democracy, in order to live, must become a positive force in the daily lives of its people. Mm -hmm. This is what you were just saying, right? It must make men and women whose devotion it seeks feel that it really cares for the security of every individual. Democracy will save itself with the average man and woman by proving itself worth saving. Totally. And that is that ought to be our rallying cry for what's next. Yeah. We've got to create a system that actually cares for its people. Make democracy worth saving. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I and 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 yes, we also need to have a reckoning with the stuff that, you know, if people committed crimes over the last 4 years, those need to be investigated and charged. Absolutely. And punished. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, that that is part of that is part of it. That's a really serious thing, too. Right. Because like if you think about certain other inflection points, like leading up to Trump and Trumpism, like one of the biggest things I think that created those conditions was the abject failure of the federal government to prosecute anybody who was responsible for the housing crash in 2007, 2008, right? totally. And that's on the Obama administration. That was Eric Holder's Department of Justice who flat out refused to even slap on the wrist, even so much as slap on the wrist, any banking executive. Right. Right? Like when they all should have gone to goddamn prison, every single one of them. I mean, for years and years and years and years. Right, and it was- But actually what just happened is they got rich. Under the guise of- Moving forward in a spirit of unity and healing. Yeah. But what they, what he did in that moment is the yeah. exact opposite of what FDR said. He made democracy seem not worth saving. Because yeah. oh. if this is how democracy acts, why would we want to save this? That's a really good point. Let's destroy it. Yeah. And Trump. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. So yeah, we do need a two-pronged forward like motion, right? We need, we need to pursue uh, a, a reckoning with people who, who need to be checked on the awful stuff they've done, yep, the illegal stuff, the corruption, the and it, I mean, there's that's a that's a large 
pot of stuff to choose from. Sure. <laughs> you know. Hey, there's plenty of prosecutors. Let's do them all. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so there's that part of it. Like we really do, like like in South Africa, they did truth and reconciliation. Yeah. After apartheid, that or to overcome the end of apartheid. Yeah. You have to. You can't reconcile without truth. Yeah. You've got to do that first. Yeah. You know. Um, and it, you can't sweep it under the rug. Hence the truth. Exactly. Exactly. So we got to, that's, that's, that's one prong. The other prong is that we do, we can pursue healing and unity in our society through the passage of legislation that actually makes people's lives better. Yeah. That's where, that's where healing is going to come. And people, we will not be able to pass one single jot of this legislation if we don't have control of the Senate. That's right. So we need everybody who is listening to this to immediately get signed up for volunteer shifts in Georgia mm-hmm. because there are two runoff elections happening this January. Let's let's just like paint the picture here because like you and I are following this daily. Yeah. People might not know what's going on. Basically, what's the 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 control of the Senate has come down to. Um, these two runoff races in Georgia for the Senate. They're both in Georgia. Having one runoff in any state is unusual enough as it is to have two in the same state. Unprecedented. Yeah. Highly dramatic. Yes. And Georgia is a state that so far, like his lead is growing. Biden is winning in Georgia and his lead is growing every, you know, every time they release a new batch of votes that have been counted. It's wider. So it is possible there are votes that exist in Georgia to make this happen. And also there will be voter new voter registration happening between now and the beginning of December. And new voter suppression. That's true too. So we have to fight against that. Yep. But um, these runoff races happen in January and, uh, and, and the control of the Senate really comes down to who wins these Senate races. If Republicans win one of these Senate races, then uh, yeah, even if, they, even if they win one, Mitch McConnell will continue his stranglehold on the Senate and he won't let anything of uh, any of the legislative, you know, goals that a Biden administration wants to do, you know, regarding health care, climate change, COVID relief, COVID relief, anything. Yeah. I mean, you name it. And, uh, and they will tank the economy on purpose to make Biden, to make look, Biden bad. look bad. Yes. That's what they will do. That's what they will do. Uh, so, we have to win. Democrats have to win both those Senate seats to get a majority control in the Senate. If we can get that, then there's actually a shot at passing meaningful legislation, immigration reform, a path to citizenship for people who, who have lived here and worked here and, you know, and this is where they have their lives. You Uncontroversial know? popular stuff. Yeah. Uh, healthcare, expansion of healthcare to more people. It's not, Biden doesn't support a Medicare for all program, which But he's into I Medicare do. for some, which is, Partway down that path. It, it's, it's, yes. it's a gateway drug <laughs> to Medicare for all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, COVID relief. Like we were saying, meaningful COVID relief. Yeah. So that people, as we continue through what is there, all everybody's saying is going to be the worst part yet of the pandemic. We're in it right now. And yeah. it's starting, it's ramping up. It's going to probably get pretty bad this winter. Yeah. You know, but to have meaningful COVID relief so that people who are out of work or who can't work uh, because of, you know, because of the pandemic, actually get economic relief and also a plan to, 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 uh, deal with the, the pandemic itself and, you know, and, it and funding go for away. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you need any issue you care about, <laughs> any issue that could actually do that job of like making people's lives better. Yeah. 
relies on us having a majority in the Senate. And we yes. can make that happen if we all help get uh, John Ossoff and uh, Raphael, Raphael, Warnock. Raphael Warnock elected to the Senate in Georgia. They're both awesome. We can, uh, you can join up with uh, text banking, phone banking. I don't know if there's any like letter writing campaigns set up for that yet. No. Um, we but- have links on our democracy group already mm-hmm. pinned to the announcements tab. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash let's save democracy. Mm-hmm. And if you are not familiar with this, this this is a pro-democracy volunteering like activism group that Shannon and I have started on mm-hmm. Facebook. You can go request membership. You can also just see stuff in there without requesting a membership. Although if you do request membership, the, c- the cool thing about the group in an ongoing way is that we encourage and mentor yeah. one another and support one another in our volunteer efforts, which is great. If someone has a bad day volunteering, a really good day volunteering, they don't have to bear it alone. They can like, right. like uh, get solace from or use it to inspire the group. Either way, it's great. I really thought when we started this group that it was going to be a group that lasts and only until the election. Oh, that was naive. <laughs> it sure was. Yeah. But anyway, the group is great. Also, if you're thinking about you want you want to donate some money to these races, um, I, I personally think a really smart uh, place to put your money is with Stacey Abrams' organization, Fair Fight. Fair Fight. Um, is it fairfight.org? I think is where you just can, Google yeah. Stacey Abrams Fair Fight. You'll find it because you know you can donate to the candidates for sure, and that I'm sure is helpful too. But um, Stacey or Abrams' organization, in conjunction with so many other leaders in Georgia, have been working steadfastly for the last many years. I mean, over the last, I mean, Fair Fights only existed for a couple of years, but. For the last like decade, these local leaders have been working to register more voters and to get more people pulled into the democratic process. Yeah. And they have turned what has been a reliably red state blue in the presidential yeah. election this year. I mean, year. that like the, the margin that that has happened by this year is entirely due to Stacey Abrams. Well, it's, and I, I wouldn't say uh, it's entirely due to Stacey Abrams. There's, there are a lot of other people, uh, a lot of other women of color, for instance, who mm. have been doing that same kind of work who don't get the the the. That's mar- true. The she gets a lot of cred. She gets, a, yeah, but she is one of them, um, you know. And it's it's a smart it's a smart place for your money, um, just because they've been proven to they they are proving that they are able to do the kind of organizing work that um, that will be long lasting even after. Uh, the Senate campaigns that are currently going on have come and gone. Yep. You know, this is a an organization that that is doing that work of organizing and mobilizing voters for the long haul. Like yeah. They're not in this for one election cycle. Yeah, you know, um, and 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 they come from a perspective of really knowing the state and knowing these communities and knowing how to. Uh, cultivate new voter registration and get people engaged who haven't been engaged in the process before. Um, they've got a really unique perspective, and I think giving them funding is a really good idea. Totally. Yeah. So that's what's next for us. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to? No, I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm good. Right on. This is not a political podcast, did no, you know? <laughs> it's not. It's just that we care. Seriously. Well, we care, and also it's impossible to, it's impossible to live in the United States right now, probably anywhere in the world, honestly, and not have this election and all the uh, the things attached to this election be sort of in in a central view in your life. Absolutely. Like, it's just it's just the reality of of things right now. That said, I, like I was saying earlier, how I felt, you know, starting Monday morning, like, oh, I've got space in my life to maybe focus on some other things I'm looking forward to. I do sense that coming also, you know, with regard to sort of our collective, uh, collective view. Like, hopefully, like, 
I really do look forward to like not having to think about who's in the White House every day of my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not to say I won't be engaged because I will. Yeah. But but it won't be a four alarm fire all the time. We won't have to wake up with dread, wondering yeah. has something else gone badly yeah. wrong. And similarly with this podcast, the most important thing that we've had to talk about the last number of weeks <laughs> yeah. has been this election and uh, and the state of American politics. Um, uh, because it is so central to the state of our lives and yeah. our futures. Um, there really wasn't anything else to talk about. But I'm looking forward to having space in our lives to talk about other things in the podcast. Yeah. Won't that be nice? <laughs> I think it'll be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's to the future. Yeah. Here's to feeling the possibility of having a good future. Guardedly optimistic. Not feeling cocky. You know, and I just want things to be resolved. But, you know, one, one day at a time. That's right. All right, are we good? I think so. All right, people. Well, hey, if you want to be part of this Misfit Stars meetup that we're doing uh, this Friday at 7 p.m. West, uh, 10 p.m. East, get yourselves over to misfitstars.com slash join. We would love to have you. Uh, It's a way for you to help support the work that Shannon and I are doing in the world. We would be grateful for that, and we would love to have you be part of our inner circle. So misfitstars.com slash join. Thanks. And for those of you who are already members, thank you. Extra thanks. Love you, stars. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait till can't wait till Friday for a Zoom meetup. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, that's it for now. We'll be back again next week uh, with more to talk about. I feel so much like Mr. Rogers every time I say that. Um, <laughs> but we will be back next week with more. Um, and until then, take really good care of yourselves. Yeah, we love you guys. See you soon. See you. Bye.